What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode three of the Great Iron Authority podcast. I'm Keith Thorne, and with me as always is Mike Adams. On today's episode, we're going to be going over the 2019 season outlook and our projections for the season. All right, let's do it. All right, with training camp on us this week, we are going to look at our predictions for the NFL season this year. We're going to go division by division, and we're going to give you our opinions on how everything shakes up. So, Mike, let's go over the AFC East first. How do you think that's going to pan out? I think this is probably the easiest division to decide on. It's going to be the Patriots. Patriots are going to win the division. Uh, Dolphins are going through a big rebuild. The Jets and Bills have a lot of great things going for them, a lot of young talent. A lot of talent overall, but I don't think they're quite ready to to compete with the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots every single year, you know, they lose people, but they they always reload with people you're not expecting, and and they're just they're ready to go. They're it's going to go through the typical. They're going to struggle early in the season. Everyone's going to panic and say this is the end of the dynasty. But you know, come week six, seven, they're going to start hitting their stride, and they're just going to just take over and. I think it's they're going to win the division by probably two or three games at least. So I think the Jets and Bills will keep it interesting for a little bit. But after that, the, the Patriots are going to win it. Yeah, and I think it's the same thing every single year. Like you said, everyone's always dogging on the Patriots saying they're done. And they're, until they prove me otherwise, I'm going to pick the Patriots every single year. So Patriots are up there. I do like – and the other thing I can say for certain is that the Dolphins are going to get dead last in this division. Uh, I feel like they're in the process of tanking. They don't have a quarterback in place to play. They did tra- trade for Josh Rosen, but they have Ryan Fitzpatrick, the journeyman. But I think that they're destined for last in this division this year, possibly the first overall pick in the next draft. I do like what the Bills and the Jets are doing with their young players, but yeah, Dolphins are definitely last. The Dolphins are gonna gonna finish last. I, I love Sam Darnold in New York. I love Josh Allen. I think uh, Le'Veon Bell being added to to the Jets uh, is going to help out tremendously. Um, I believe uh, Cole Beasley and and some of their other guys they got over there for Josh Allen is going to help out. And the Bills have a great defense. Um, I believe they'll have a top 10 defense. But at the end of the day, they're they're just not quite ready this year, at least, to challenge the Patriots. And and, uh, I think the Patriots are going to – are probably going to, like I said, run away and win it by two to three games. Well, if this tells you anything about this division, I've got some stats pulled up here from 2018. This is the net points. So how many points they scored more than they allowed. New England was the only team in the division that had a positive. They're positive 111. And then it was the Bills at negative 105, the Jets at negative 108, and the Dolphins at negative 114. So if that's not enough proof, and the Patriots, of course, are the only ones with, with a over 500 record. So. Obviously, teams made changes, but I think this pretty much reflects exactly the way we think about it this year. All right, so I'm going to go over the AFC North here, and this one's a really interesting division because for the longest time, the Steelers had dominated. Last year, the Ravens won it. But this year, in my opinion, I think it's the Cleveland Browns division to, to lose. They've got a lot of good players around them. they got Odell Beckham Jr. they got Kareem Hunt. They've got Baker Mayfield back at the helm, who's going to start the entire season. No Hugh Jackson. I think this is theirs to lose. And I think that the Steelers will still compete, but without 
the likes of Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, they're not going to be as dominant as they had been. So as long as the Browns' defense can step up, which they actually had a solid one last year, I think this is theirs to lose. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. The Browns, I think, are the sexy pick for, for the division. I think the Steelers, you know, a lot of people are writing them off, uh, but I, I believe that they're they're going to have something to say about it. They Every time they lose their star players over the last 10, 15 years, everyone thinks that's it, but they always seem to reload. You know, when they lost Jerome Bettis, they had Willie Parker. When they lost Willie Parker, they had Mendenhall. They lost Mendenhall, they they gained Bell. Now they got Connor. Same thing with uh, the receivers. They lost Hines Ward and Santonio Holmes, and then they gained Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, you know, I think they're they got guys waiting there to to reload. They still have Roethlisberger. He's you know, despite what people may think about him, he's he's a great quarterback. He wins games. He keeps them in games. Uh, the biggest question for them is the defense. You know, typically they have a strong defense, but last year it cost them quite a bit. So. Um, if the defense can step up, I think they're going to have a say in the division. But overall, I think the Browns are are a little too talented. And unless they shoot themselves in the foot, they they should win the division. And I will throw this out there. Looking at the stats from last year, the Steelers only lost one division game last year. So even though they didn't win the division, they still pretty much owned the other division team. So don't count the Steelers out, but I do think the Browns take it. So what do you think about the AFC South? South, I think, is going to be one of the most competitive divisions in, in football this year, honestly. I think uh, you're looking at the Jaguars, I, I think, are going to have a big uh, bounce back season. I think getting Nick Foles in there, uh, getting some some better, you know, getting the receivers back. What a lot of people don't realize is between free agency and injuries last year, the Jaguars lost their, their top three or four receivers last year. So I think... You know, that 5-11 and 11 record last year is not reflective of the talent that they have. So I think they're going to have, a, a think, a, a bounce-back season. But I think the team that's going to take it is the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, they have a tremendous defense, great young players. Uh, Andrew Luck last year, I mean, MVP candidate. I think most years without Patrick Mahomes, Andrew Luck probably would have been the, uh, the NFL MVP last year. Great receivers. Uh, solid running backs. Marlon Mack, I believe, is is a very overlooked running back. So I think they they just top to bottom on both sides of the ball, um, just a little too much talent. I do believe that the Texans are going to have a say in the division. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, for for all the, the negatives about them, they always seem to be right there at the very end of the season. Uh, and the Jaguars, like I said, I think they're going to have a bounce back season. But the in, end of the day, the Colts, talented on both sides of the ball plus they got a hall of fame kicker with adam vinatieri um so that gives them a little bit of a special teams advantage on on most people so i think they're going to be a hard team to beat and let's not forget the hell of a streak that the indianapolis colts went on last year towards the end of the season they started off really rough they reeled off a bunch of games and they played really well and this division unlike the afc east this division was stacked three teams above 500 last year, three teams with positive net points and the Jaguars only ones being below. And I think this is going to be one of the tighter divisions this year, but I, I agree with you. I think with Andrew Luck, the way he's bounced back, Marlon Mack running back, I think the Colts take it barely just slightly over the Houston Texans. And, and, and to touch on what you said about the, the overall records and everything, I think one thing to look at 
at the end of the season. I don't know if there's going to be a 12 win team in this division. I don't know if there's going to be an 11 win team in this, this division because they all have to play each other. And I think, I think overall the, the talent in the division is, is very close. So, you know, they may, you know, they may end up losing two or three games to each other in, in the division. They may all go 500 in the division. So, you know, whoever comes out of this division, their record may not look sexy. They may not have the 12 and four, the 13 and three record. You know, you may see a, a nine and seven or a 10 and six, you know, division champ coming out of this one. However, that doesn't mean they're not talented. It's not a team I would want to play in the playoffs. If, if my team, plays them in the first round or or the second round, I would not want to see the Indianapolis Colts or the Houston Texans. I don't believe the records are going to show that or reflect it. Like I said, I believe 10 wins is probably going to be enough to win this division because there's so much talent. The games are going to be so close that uh, it, it's, you know, the, how good they are is not going to reflect in their records. So I think that's something to keep an eye out, uh, eye on throughout the season. Yeah, I agree. Now on to my favorite division because I'm biased, the AFC West. This one has always been a two-horse race from last year and the year before, and I think it's the same this year. I think the Chiefs and the Chargers neck and neck at the top again. The Chiefs typically start off hot, and the Chargers usually start off bad, but then towards the end of the year, they're always right there neck and neck. Both finished 12-4 and four last year. They, took the, they split the record one and one against each other. Um, I do think the Chiefs take it this year mainly because the Chiefs have a better offense by they scored 140 more points than the Chargers last year. But their defense was atrocious last year. Uh, they rebuilt their defense, got a new defensive coordinator, brought in probably eight new defensive players. I think they're going to step up their game, and if they come from dead last even to the 25th best defense, I think they take this division. Uh, yeah, I think that's it's, it's a, a great observation. I think uh, the Raiders... I think they're going to be improved this year. Um, they got a lot, caught a lot of flack last year, but I think the Raiders are going to be improved. I think the Broncos are probably honestly going to be about the same as they were last year, you know, maybe win six, seven games, but they're going to be non-factors in this division. It's going to come down to the chiefs. It's going to come down to the chargers. Uh, the, I give the edge to the chiefs simply based on division record. If you look over the last five or six years, whatever it is, you know, the, the chiefs have only lost, I think one division game. Um, in that time span. So if it comes down to a tiebreaker, it's going to go to the Chiefs because they just don't lose in the division. And as you said uh, a little bit ago, Keith, uh, the Chiefs offense is is pretty unreal, uh, scores a lot of points, and I think that defense is is going to be improved. So uh, I think it's going to be a tight, a tight uh, division race, but at the end of the day, I think the Chiefs are going to are going to win it. It's going to be close, I think maybe by by a game. Um, or even a potential tie again, and it comes down to a tiebreaker. But I think the Chiefs have it. Chargers are number two. Raiders, Broncos are non-factors. I think one thing that is a guarantee virtually is that you're going to see both the Chiefs and the Chargers in the postseason, one way or the other. I think you're going to have one of them as a wild card, one of them as the division team. So what you're looking at the AFC as a whole, I think you're going to see both those teams in there. Yeah, and and it, speaking of the playoffs, if we get if we get down to it, I think – uh, I mean, anytime you get down to it, the, the Patriots are going to be the favorites going into the playoffs. It doesn't matter what seed they go in as doesn't matter what record they are, you know, until, until you beat them, they're going to be the favorites. Anytime they have Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, uh, you're looking at those guys to be the favorites. I do believe the next best options to beat the Patriots are going to be the chiefs or the chargers. The Colts may, you know, the Colts may pull off a playoff win, but 
I, I, I think the Browns aren't, I think they're going to win the division, but I don't think they're going to be ready for the playoffs yet. Um, Baker Mayfield may be great. They may have a lot of receivers, but Baker Mayfield's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Tom Brady. So I think the Browns are going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to win the division. I don't think they're going to be a factor in the playoffs. Um, same thing with the Colts. I think the Colts are, are going to make the playoffs. They may pull off a win, but championship wise, I'm not seeing it. I think it's going to come down to the Patriots, the Chiefs, or the Chargers on the AFC side in terms of the Super Bowl. I agree with that. It's a pretty good uh, – I, I think until proven otherwise, the Patriots have to be the favorite, but Chiefs came two plays away from beating – actually one play away, one offsides penalty away from winning the AFC last year. So excited to see what happens. It's going to be an exciting, exciting game. Absolutely agree. All right, now we're going to move over to the NFC. And we'll start with Mike's favorite division, the NFC East. What do you got? All right. You know, I, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I am, I am a Dallas fan and, and I try and keep it as real as I can on these things. However, I, I truly believe that Dallas has the most talent in the NFC East top to bottom. Uh, their defense, I think is going to be incredible. Anytime you have a player, the caliber of Sean Lee, whether he's injured or not, anytime you have the, the, the caliber of him as a backup, potentially the Cowboys use a lot of two linebacker sets. Uh, so you're going to be looking at Smith and Van Der Esch as your starting linebacker. So anytime you have someone like Sean Lee as a backup, that just tells you how deep this defense is. Two of the chiefs starting three linebackers this year are guys that got sent out of Dallas because they weren't quite good enough to play in Dallas. And that should tell you another thing. I mean, I think those are, I think highly of both of those guys, but when they're not good enough to play in this defense, again, that tells you how good the defense is. Um, they go three tiers. They have depth. They're a little weak at safety, but I think the the rest of the defense is gonna is gonna carry them and and cover those holes. Uh, on offense, you know, once once they got Amari Cooper last year, you can say what you want about Dak Prescott, but you know he wins games. Um, he's got a. I mean, one of the I think the. Th- fourth or fifth best win percentage since he's come into the NFL. Um, The guy wins games, doesn't have a lot of turnovers, makes plays with the arm, makes plays with the legs. They have Zeke Elliott. You got Travis Frederick coming back at center on the offensive line. Uh, They have a lot of depth there. Uh, They go really about eight offensive linemen deep when you count their third round pick this year. Uh, So I just, I think overall they just have too much talent to uh for the other teams to compete with them i think philadelphia is going to keep it close you can never rule those guys out i love what doug peterson's doing there i really i really like carson wentz um despite him being an eagle great running backs solid receivers good offensive line they have an excellent defense i think they're going to make it close and i think the eagles could potentially be a wild card team but at the end of the day i think dallas is the one that's taking it yeah, I think the NFC East to me resembles the AFC West the most because it's going to be a two-horse race, just like the AFC West. It's going to be tight along the top of the division. I could see it really going either way. Last year, 10-6 and six for the Cowboys, 9-7 and seven for the Eagles. I could see something similar to that this year, too. Uh, the crazy part about this division, in contrast to the AFC West, is the defense versus offense. This defense is stacked in this division. If you're looking at net points from last year, the Cowboys and Eagles are the only two who had positive, and it was positive 15 and positive 19. And they did not allow very many points, either one of those defenses. So they're both legit defenses, and it's going to be fun to watch. 
yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I believe this is the mirror, you know, the mirror image of, of the AFC West. Uh, I believe the, the Redskins and Giants, it's a developmental season. They're not going to win the division. And it's it's gonna it's all about defense. I think they both have great defense. Um, I think the offenses are a little underappreciated. And and I, I I but I at the end of the day, I believe whoever's defense plays better is gonna win this division. And I think that's the Cowboys. So now we're gonna go to another division that has great defense, and that's the NFC North. Um, the Bears have a great defense. Vikings have a great defense, and then they've got some high flying offenses too, with the Packers and Lions, and what Matt Nagy's brought to the Bears. It's going to be a tight division. I think this, as far as the NFC goes, is going to be one of the tighter ones this year. I'm giving it to the Bears. I think that they've got, obviously, a dominant defense, and they've got a really good offense, but I think it rests on the health of Mitch Trubisky. If he plays the full season, I think Chicago wins this one hands down. I think the other wild card in this one could be the Packers. The Packers, they're kind of an unknown right now, but they've got a new head coach. Aaron Rodgers is going to be slinging the ball around. I think they could compete. I think the Vikings are on pace to do what they always do. And part of that goes down to their quarterback, Kirk Cousins. They're going to be 8-8. Eight and eight. Last year, they're 8-7-1. and one. So that's just how they are, and I think that's how they're going to be this year. So I, in my opinion, the Bears take it. Lions are probably last, like usual. I like to see Matt Stafford do good things, but if any history is going to repeat itself, I think the Bears are top and Lions are bottom. I, I, uh, I absolutely agree with you there. I think the Bears are going to be number one. I do disagree with the Vikings. I think I think Kirk Cousins is as well as his stats are. I believe he he does hinder that team a little bit um, when it comes down to crunch time. However, I think that defense, as I mentioned in episode two and the fantasy episode, I believe the defense is going to be much improved over last year. Despite not having a bad season last year, I think they're just going to be better. I think they're going to be tougher, a little you know, a little little stiffer of a defense, and. Uh, you know, with that offense, I think if the defense plays well in that offense, they've got talent around there. I think is if they can avoid the mistakes, uh, I think they're they're going to challenge the Bears. I think the Packers they are the big wild card. Anytime you have Aaron Rodgers, you can't you can't be ruled out. But again, I think that defense is is suspect. Aaron Rodgers' health is suspect. So I'm I'm hoping they prove me wrong. Um, I like Aaron Rodgers, a Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the greatest quarterbacks of this generation. But I, I I I need to see more um, at the moment. So I, I believe, and like you said earlier, I, I believe the Lions are going to finish last in this division. But I believe they're going to do some good things. I don't think they're going to be an easy win. I think they're going to challenge teams. I just I think they're going to come out on the losing side more often than not. But I do believe they're going to make their games interesting. Yeah, it should be a fun one to watch. So now we're moving on to the NFC South. Who do you got winning that? Uh, kind of like the AFC South. I think to me personally, this is going to be the best, the best and closest race in the NFC. I believe I, I believe they go three teams deep. Um, and I, and even the Buccaneers who I, I do have been last in this division. Um, I think they are going to be improved with Bruce Arians. Um, again, as I mentioned in episode two, that guy is a quarterback guru everywhere he goes. The team seems to get better. The quarterback play seems to get better. So I, even though I, I think they're going to be last, I, I kind of put them on the same level with the Lions. I don't think it's going to be an easy win by any means, but I do feel like they're going to go last. The winner of the division, you got to go with the Saints. I mean, they sh- they're a team that honestly should have been in the Super Bowl last year, um, barring one missed pass interference call. I think 
that's something everyone can agree on. I think they're going to win the division, but Cam Newton coming back on the Panthers had a shoulder injury last year uh, before the shoulder injury was unstoppable post shoulder injury. Wasn't very good. They say the injury's healed, you know, so if he's coming back pre shoulder injury, I think the Panthers are, are going to be stacked. I think they're going to be hard to beat. Same thing with the Falcons, Devonte Freeman coming back. If he stays healthy, you got Ryan Freeman, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Uh, they got some defensive issues, but they also had a lot of injuries last year. They got a lot of guys coming back, a lot of new faces on defense. Um, I believe they're going to have something to say about this division, but Saints take it. I believe the Panthers are number two, Falcons three, Buccaneers four, but it's going to be close all the way through. Yeah, I'm with you on most of that. I I think the Panthers, to me, such a wild card every year because it seems like you either get Cam hurt or something else happens or Cam just performs bad or he or he's a superstar. And it's just kind of up and down since he's really joined the league. So I would put the Falcons at two just because I like the, you know, Matt Ryan's a great quarterback. They've, they've got Calvin Ridley. They've got some great weapons there. I think, obviously, the Saints are the favorite. I actually think without having Mark Ingram, I think you're going to see Alvin Kamara explode this year, and I think that that team's going to be hard to beat. So if it were me, I think the Saints are probably the number one in the the NFC in my mind, and I think that they easily win this division, but I think two and three are going to be a tough fight, and then the the Bucs dead last. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with everything uh, everything you're saying there. I think it's uh, a lot of great points. Uh, I give the Falcon or the the Panthers the edge, like I said, simply because – Pre-injury, like I said, uh, Cam Newton was untouchable. He shredded the Dallas defense, and we've both talked about how great we think they are. Um, he shredded that defense week one of last season, so that that shows the type of talent he has. But I do agree. He is, he is a bit of a wild card. He does get injured a little bit just based on his running style. He's a physical runner. He's he's physical. He he does like to pull it down and run a lot, but if he can control that a little bit, may, you know, maybe – maybe step out of bounds a little sooner, maybe take some slides here and there. Don't, don't try and truck everyone over. Don't try and jump and leap. If he can stay healthy, uh, I think they're going to have something to say about the division. I think they're going to challenge the division, but uh, overall, I, be- I believe the, the saints take this division. Yeah. And I feel like this is a tight window here for the saints. I feel like they're perfectly equipped to win a super bowl this year, but I think that they have a tight window, maybe the next two years and then they're done. So I think it's all on the table this year. I think they got to win it. I agree with you. All right, so we got the NFC West. This one is going to be an interesting one, too, because last year we had the Seahawks good. The Rams were dominant all season long. For some reason, I feel like the Rams are going to slip, and this one's kind of my – I mean, they got a little bit older on defense. They lost some guys in Dominican Sue. They gained some guys like Clay Matthews, Eric Weddle. I just feel like they're not going to be quite as dominant as last year, especially with Todd Gurley and his arthritic knee. I still give them winning this division, but I don't think it's going to be like last year. I think it's going to be something like they have 10 or 11 wins and the Seahawks have maybe 10 wins. And they, I think they both make the playoffs, but I think it's going to be tighter up top on this division than it was. Um, I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to make a little bit of headway with Garoppolo back. And I think that the Cardinals are just they're, – they're still too young of a team. I think Kyler Murray's going to do good things, and I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to be a great coach. I just don't think that they're there yet. It's going to take a few years to get the offensive line correct, get some weapons around Kyler Murray, build that defense up. The defense was awful last year. Their net points were negative 200, which is insane. 
Um, so they're going the right direction. I still think they get dead last. So if it's me, it's going Rams, Seahawks, 49ers, Cardinals. But Rams and Seahawks are actually tight for the first spot. I agree with uh, I agree with all of that. I I believe uh, the Rams win it. The Seahawks are second. Uh, I believe the 49ers are third, and the, the Cardinals are they're going to come in last. But that's no knock on them. I believe this is a developmental year for them. I think it's get the offense set in place, develop Kyler Murray, see what you have, uh, hope the defense improves. You know, work on some different schemes and things like that. I believe they are going to finish last. Uh, the 49ers last year were four and 12. I think that you're probably looking more at a, a seven to eight win team. Uh, they're not going to be an easy win by any means, but I believe they're still a little too far away talent wise to challenge the Seahawks or the Rams. The Seahawks, I think a lot of people are overlooking the fact that they lost Doug Baldwin, who is Russell Wilson's favorite target. They don't have Earl Thomas back. Uh, they lot they traded Frank Clark to the Chiefs. Um, they've they've lost some they've lost some talent, some guys that have been there for a while that that are leads for that team, and and a lot of people are overlooking that. So I, based on that, I I don't think they're going to challenge the Rams uh, as much, but I do believe that they're you know I think they're a nine to ten win team, and I think the Rams are going to take it despite losing Indomik and Sue and a few other guys. Uh, they they just have too much talent and and uh, Sean McVay has proven he's a tremendous coach and uh, at the end of the day that's that's what it boils down to if you got talent you got a great coach you're gonna win yeah I couldn't agree with you more on the Seahawks um, the biggest question for me is will DK Metcalf fill in that hole that was left at wide receiver for the Seahawks I think you got Russell Wilson locked in long term. But it's just it just boils down to can they find the replacement for Doug Baldwin this quick? If they can, I think they've got a group of running backs that can do good. It's just they're kind of unproven. They got Chris Carson who's coming off a knee. They've got Rashad Penny, who is a rookie last year who really underperformed and underwhelmed. So hopefully he steps up. But I think it's gonna be close, but I think the Rams take it. Uh, and and when you look overall at the NFC and we're talking about the playoffs here, you know, I, th- I think teams it's going to come down to uh, the Saints are are going to have something to say at the end of the day. The Rams, the defending NFC champions are going to have something to say. But I, I, I don't think it's a guarantee it's going to come down to those two teams. I think this, I believe, is a much deeper division than, or much deeper conference than the AFC. Uh, I think of the six team or the the four division winners, and then some of the other teams we said that could challenge for that wild those wild card spots. Uh, I believe they're deeper than the AFC overall, and I think any of those teams could make a run at the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I believe Dallas is going to win the the a, uh, the NFC East. However, I think Philly's going to make the playoffs, and I think once Philly's in the playoffs, they could go on a run. They could easily make the Super Bowl. Same thing with the Bears. You know, I think the Bears are going to win. I think they're still pretty young, uh, but I think last year was a you know was a good a good wake up season for them, a good learning experience for them. And you know, despite you know or without missing a forty three yard uh, field goal at the end of that game against the Eagles, you know, you're talking about a team, a young team that would have already had a playoff win. But I think the NFC. I believe the Saints are going to take the NFC this upcoming season. I think they got too much talent. Drew Brees is too good. Uh, Sean Payton is a tremendous coach. I think it's going to come down to me personally. Uh, my season predict, you know, my season prediction, I think we're looking at Kansas city, new Orleans and the super bowl. Uh, as much as I want to say it, I want to say the chiefs are going to win, but I believe new Orleans wins the super bowl this year. 
Yeah, and, and that would be a actually that'd be a great battle of offense. Um, I personally think that, and I agree with most of what you said. I I think that the team to me that's I don't know that it's really a shock because they did really well last year, but I'm actually going to pick the Chicago Bears coming out of the NFC. Their defense was so dominant last year when they went up against the Los Angeles Rams, they made them look like they didn't have any idea what they were doing. That stellar offense of the Rams, who scored 527 points, couldn't do anything against the Bears last year. So I feel like the Bears get out there, and then I do like the Chiefs from the AFC. Um, Bears, Chiefs, defense versus offense. I think it's going to be a great – Like I would like to say that the Chiefs are going to win. I think that they will, but I think the Bears are going to make it really difficult. And And even if it's not the Bears, I think that the Cowboys – I think defense might win the NFC this year. Those defenses are really good. Yeah, I definitely think defense is going to have something to say. I, as a Cowboys fan, would love to see the Cowboys go. Um, but I've also learned as a Cowboys fan, don't expect playoff success at this point. Um, I always go into it a little a little nervous. Um, I think they have done better over the last four or five years at succeeding in the playoffs a little bit. And and even some of the losses have been have been close. They haven't been blown out or anything. So I believe Dallas will have something to say about it. I think the Bears, I don't want to see anyone go against them. I think whoever goes against them is is looking at a long day. And if even if they do come out of that game with a win, you're looking at a team that's going to be beat up physically, um, probably a little emotionally, honestly, because they're going to take it out of you. I would love also to see the Rams. I'd like to see a Rams chief Super Bowl um, get a repeat of that Monday night game from last year. That was just tremendous from, from all aspects really. So I, I, I think, I think this season's we're looking, we're looking at some really great stuff coming up this season. Yeah. And my closing argument for the chiefs would be even looking at that Monday night loss. If you look at all of the chiefs losses since Pat Mahomes has started, they've all been by a score or less. And it's usually there were the chiefs have been winning late in games and then blown the lead. And part of that reflects on their horrible defense from last year. So even if they get just a slight bit better, they were close to winning every single game they lost last year, including the New England Patriot game where they were a penalty away from beating the Patriots. So if the defense just gets a little bit better, I think the chiefs are going to be hard to beat in the AFC. Uh, Yeah. And I, I agree. Uh, I think the chiefs, I think the biggest weakness they have to me at the end of the game isn't necessarily the defense. I think it's the clock management. Um, I think where guys like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, people like that succeed at the end is they know, they know how to run that clock down, how to hold, you know, how to keep the ball away from the other team. Don't give them the opportunity to win the game. And we saw that a couple times last year. Uh, we'll say that the first chiefs Patriots game last year where, you know, the Chiefs had the ball with a few minutes left. And, you know, I think it was the first or second play, the the quick touchdown to Tyreek Hill. But, you know, it was great. They took the lead. Um, exciting moment. But at the end of the day, it's you, you left the ball in Tom Brady's hand with a couple minutes left. And that's something you can't do. I think that's something Patrick Mahomes needs to work on. Um, and I think as as he gets more experience and more playing time, I believe he'll get better at that. I think that was a learning experience for him. So uh, I think uh, to me at, at the moment, their biggest weakness is just clock management. Cause if they had better clock management, you know, you're talking about a couple extra wins last year. Yeah. A couple crucial wins too. I mean, that, that Rams game was the same way back and forth, back and forth. It was a, if we get that matchup in the Super Bowl, I think everyone's going to be better off for it. Cause that was an amazing game to watch.
it was it was tremendous game it was it was fun to watch i'd love to see that match up like i said i do believe uh it's going to be the saints and chiefs in the super bowl saints are going to you know i think have a slight edge um they've been there they've gone through it i would love to see the cowboys and chiefs as a as a guy that lives in kansas city and as a cowboys fan i think that would be uh tremendous for me personally uh and it, it'd give us a great matchup you're talking about an elite defense going against an elite offense uh, I like what the Cowboys did to the Saints last year, but at the same time, the the Chiefs made a lot of great defenses look bad. So I think it it uh, it'd be a great matchup. It'd be it'd be fun to see. Uh, but regardless, I I, I think that we're in for an exciting season. I think the I think outside of maybe five, six, seven teams, I think a lot of teams have a shot at the playoffs. I think a lot a lot of teams have a shot at a championship, and and I think we in the NFL right now we have a lot of a lot of depth just team wise. So uh, I like going into it, not, not knowing what's going to happen exactly, you know, just kind of give your best hope, your best, you know, your, your, your best analysis of the the situation and, and let's just see what happens. Yeah. And I think whether you like defense or offense, there's going to be a little bit of something for everybody this year. I'm really excited about it. Um, it's going to be a fun one. Anything else to add? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think, uh, one thing to look forward to this season is, is some of the new rule, uh, additions, you know, the, the pass interference, different things like that. Uh, let's see, I'd like to see the NFL take away some of the silly penalties for, you know, we'll call them the clay Matthew penalties where you basically sneeze at a quarterback and get a penalty. I'm hoping to see the NFL tighten that up a little bit. I'm, I'm hoping to see him get a little bit better with the pass interference calls, being able to challenge pass interference. I think that's a huge deal, but yeah, like I said, uh, just a little bit ago, I think we're in for a great season. I, I think we will see a lot of, a lot of fun stuff, whether you like old school smash mouth football, we got a lot of defenses that are going to give you that. If you like the new, we'll call it the big 12 style football, there's going to be a lot of that too. So, and like I said, at, at this point, I think this is the deepest, one of the deepest moments the NFL has ever had in terms of teams that can challenge. So it's, it, we're in for a great season, I believe. All right. I think that's all for this week. What do we got in store for us next week, Mike? Uh, the next episode, episode four of gridiron authority podcast, we're going to be covering a lot of topics. We're going to be covering training camp. We're going to be covering uh, the preseason, the hall of fame, uh, the players going into that, the Hall of Fame game, uh, guys that are holding out going into the preseason. Uh, a lot of topics coming up, so make sure you tune in for the episode. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.